Baker Mayfield had a career game after OBJ left. Cam Newton was benched. Jeff Wilson blew up the Patriots. And Todd Gurley scored an accident? Welcome in, everybody, to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I'm your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Keenan and Eric. What's going on tonight, fellas? Eric, no. I, was, I, was giving it to, I was giving you the floor, Eric. <laughs> yeah, don't all jump at once. Uh, yeah, just another night. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna give you the floor as well, my friend. You know, oh. I, I gotta be a gentleman here. So, what, why don't you tell us? I'm doing great, man. You know, um, I had a great fancy week. I uh, redraft leagues. I went seven and one, guys. Seven and one. My, it was almost eight and zero. If uh, Cooper Cup would have got a touchdown there, but so beggars can't be choosers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ifs, what ifs that kind of happened this week that maybe shouldn't have happened, right? Like like we kind of mentioned, Gurley scored a touchdown, really didn't mean to, which catapulted him to RB1 status. I know a lot of people were posting they won on that. Uh, Kelvin Ridley had some extra yards. Detroit had a lot of extra yards. Tyler Lockett had 100 million points. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, I think, outscored the rest of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, himself, it, it was, he he put up a crazy game. That was probably one of the best games of the year with Seattle and Arizona that I happily missed because I went to bed at halftime. But I seem to be the only person that uh, that you know why you know why the game. why that happened because I'm an old man. Because yeah, uh, last week I was offered uh, Tyler Lockett for Josh Jacobs. It was Tyler Lockett and someone else. I forgot who. Um, or Kenny Galladay for Josh Jacobs, and I took Kenny Galladay because I really needed a wide receiver in that league. And, and that's why Tyler Lockett blew that, up. That's why. That's why he blew up. Well, next time you do that, you let you let us know so I know who to start. You got it. Or who to trade for? <laughs> yeah, you have uh, you have some good omens you bring upon. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, no, and uh, yeah, we saw Jeff Wilson, as I said. Scored three rushing touchdowns on the Patriots. I mean, they haven't let that happen in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, they only had up and then he blew up his knee. Yeah, then 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 he went down. He, uh, you know, his final performance was a great performance. You got to go out on top, and he knew that. Yeah. So he'll probably retire now too, to just to make I sure would. he went out on top. Jordan Howard was the only other running back to score this year so far a rushing touchdown on the Patriots for a running back. So that was just uh, unforeseen. I'm pretty sure. And speaking of the Patriots, Cam Newton got benched. He looked really bad. Uh, they're they're playing a Buffalo defense this week. That's uh, also okay. had some some question marks. So okay. we'll see if he can bounce back. Yeah, they're doing all right. Uh, and unfortunately, we we mentioned o- Odell Beckham uh, tore his ACL, and in the worst way possible. If you didn't see it, he he did it on interception, where he was running and trying to tackle the player. Uh, and I blame Eric for that. And Eric, I blame you for that. Eric last week offered me a trade, and I said no. And then his last thing, in the his last text in the in the trade offer was, "You're only going to rock with three wide receivers." And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Godwin went down, and then OBJ's done for the year. I told you, <laughs> you can't you can't rock that way, man. Yeah. I don't know I was, what else to tell I was you. fine with it. I was fine with it. I'm like, I got who do I have? I have OBJ. Godwin and Keenan Allen. I'm like, these are my three guys. I'm gonna rock with them. And now I'm down to Keenan Allen and and Brandon Ayuk. So hopefully, uh, hey, you... I'm still here for the uh, for the taking. Yeah, <laughs> just let me know. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, we, we definitely will talk about Brandon Ayuk later, so hopefully he does pop off. Um, but, yeah, week eight is already here. Most people are halfway through their season. You're already seeing if you're playoff bound, you're kind of looking if you're ready to maybe throw the towel in. But I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Seven weeks for me is never the time to throw the towel in. I'm usually a nine week nine or ten guy to finally say, um, you know, I, I don't know if the playoffs are there. But I, I'm as far as throwing the towel in. I mean, I'm always set in my lineup. Uh, I you know always keep going till the end because you can be that player to ruin a person getting a one seed. Maybe they drop to a third or fourth seed or be the reason somebody misses the playoffs. And that's always fun for me. Uh, and I know my league, my league I commission has a point total, uh, high point total. So especially on a weekly basis, that's something fun that you can still fight for. Yeah. I, I like that rule. I think, I think every, everyone should implement that rule in, in their leagues is pay out, you know, the weekly high and scoring team. Even if it's five, 10 bucks, it's something, you know, you win, you win a couple of times in that league and you're paying for half or maybe all the whole buy-in. So yeah, and I mean, how often does the top team finish with the top points? Not very. And, you know, you hear all the stories every year. Oh, I, I missed the playoffs and I somehow scored the most points or I came in fifth and scored the most points. Well, that, that's where uh, that's where that little side side uh, stuff. Not that, you know, we're encouraging gambling at all, unless you're in a legal state, of course. But <laughs> uh, it's always and an extra thing. <laughs> and we're not just yet. Just yet. Um, but. Yeah, like I said, welcome in, everybody. Uh, any new listeners, make sure you're following us on Twitter at DynastyMafia underscore FF. Make sure you're following myself at Antonio Donisi, D-O-N-I-S-I-F-F. Uh, Eric at Eric D underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, we're at episode 20, fellas. 20 episodes in already. It's crazy. Started this back in uh, officially, I'd say, June. So we're kind of cranking. A- April, we did a little fun. We had a little fun in we're April and May. And... Practice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you got you to gotta tweak some things to get it right, right? Uh, as we're always trying to do. But no, episode 20, that's uh, it's really awesome. So uh, just glad to be here. Glad to be having some fun. And that's what it's all about is having fun. And just getting to talk fantasy and football with you fellas. <clears throat> so let's, uh, let's do a little rundown here. Uh, so you know, you can spell your last name. <laughs> well, I make sure that it's written in very, very big letters right beneath the computer. Yeah. And in six Sharpie. times, actually. Sharpie. Sh- big Sharpie. <laughs> uh, our rundown today, uh, we're going to go over some news and notes. We're going to go over uh, the SS Streamboat, talk about our streams for the week. Going to do a little segment called Bench Warmers, talk about some, uh, some players that may not be startable just yet, but they're just on the verge of maybe we're going to cut them or not. Uh, we're also going to do some wellness visits. It's flu season, everybody. So we're going to take a look at a couple teams that uh, we're each going to select and uh, just give our takes over the first half and how the second half may look. Do our impressed and stressed and then call it a day. So uh, let's get moving here with uh, with our news and notes. Uh, we Well, actually, I just kind of want to start with injuries. We already talked about Odell Beckham. Uh, do you think Jarvis Landry is going to finish as a wide receiver two or better for the rest of the season? I mean, he should. There's no reason he shouldn't. But, I mean, a couple couple of those young wide receivers stepped up for, for the Browns this past week. Um, what's his name, Eric? 
<laughs> I can never remember Robert his Nichols name. Jones. Yeah, the, you should. When Aaron saw his name on 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 his jersey the other day, she goes, "That's his name." I'm like, "Yeah, that's his name." <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, Peoples Jones. Yeah, Peoples and Rashad Jones. Higgins. And Rashad Higgins. Yeah, he was very uh, very impressive. Not not just this past week, but he's had a couple big weeks there. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I was looking at some stats, and I, I apologize. I didn't. Uh, I was listening to some stats. I didn't get them. But Baker Mayfield, I think it was 16 games now without Odell. I mean, he got injured right in the beginning. It was like the first five minutes. So take that out. Uh, 16 games. He's actually better without Odell Beckham. I believe it was 22 games with him. And it's kind of interesting to see. So I don't know what these new Browns are going to look like. And you call them new because – I mean, they really don't have a wide receiver one. Jarvis is mostly a slot player. So I, I wonder who's going to step up with that. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a slight tear to a ligament in his ankle. So the Cardinals aren't listing him uh, with a timetable just yet, but they said they're going to treat it as a high ankle sprain. That generally can be four to six weeks. We've seen that lingering with Michael Thomas. We saw it lingering with CMC. So Chase Edmonds is gonna had to have been that top top priority for many people in waivers if if he wasn't already on teams which i'm sure he was uh but eric chase edmonds rest of season as it seems he could at least be there for like we said maybe three to four weeks um i know we shouldn't speculate but i think we could safely say there is three to four weeks which gets you to week 10 or uh week 10 or 11 so what do you think about chase edmonds i like him a lot i mean there's no no doubt that there's nobody else there behind him that's going to really, you know, be any threat to any touches for him. So, I mean, he's going to get the full workload. And so far what he's shown this year with the touches he's been given, he's he's going to produce. And you know, he could easily take this starting role. <clears throat> and we could have potentially seen the last last game of Kenyon Drake starting as a Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, they have their bye week this week. So, well, that might be a little beneficial for Kenyon Drake owners, but uh, then they come back to Miami, Buffalo, at Seattle, at New England. So nothing that's horribly unfavorable for Chase Edmonds, especially when he's been getting as much work as he has in the passing game. Uh, he he has 29 uh, rushes on the ground, but he's got 26 catches. So he's doing a lot and will obviously – increase that workload on the ground. So yeah, Chase Edmonds might be your, your next workhouse workhorse back that could really help uh, some fantasy managers get, uh, get to the playoffs. Are you guys kicking yourself as much as I am every week that went by? I was like, Oh, I'll pick him up next Chase Edmonds. I'll pick him up next week. I'll pick him up next week. I'll pick him up next week. And here we are. I, uh, I went down the waiver wire. I was like, I'm not getting them. I'm not getting them. I should have got them earlier. Yeah, I did that a lot with the Alexander Madison, Boston Scott, Gio Bernard. That's the those are kind of the players I rotated picking up every week, you know, yeah. with the what ifs. And uh yeah, I mean Edmonds was drafted, I think, in a good amount of mine because yeah. of Drake's questions, but it's kind of unfortunate how he performed, but they just aren't using him like they did last year. It's yeah, I mean, we talked about in the offseason how impressed we were after that after the Dolphins trade, so yeah, that's true. We, we had him high in our rankings. So. That we did. That we did. Just sheer workload. And, and yeah, the catches just weren't there. He was on pace for 70 targets last season. Uh, Chris Godwin fractured his index finger and got surgery on Tuesday. That kind of just came out of nowhere. So he's going to be out for week eight. Uh, it seems like only week eight. But knocking on the door 
Antonio Brown, as we know, signed with the Bucs. He'll be coming back week nine, Bruce Arians said. So you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown with Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Could you imagine that two years ago? My goodness, you that is an all-time lineup. And then you got Ronald Jones kicking it in the back with Leonard Fournette. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Keenan, I want you to talk about Antonio Brown real quick. And then, uh, Eric, I want you to talk about Mike Evans and the impact. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to make a huge impact. Actually, let me, let me, let me say it this way. I don't think he's going to take away from Mike Evans and, uh, Godwin. I think, I think those, those two are their guys, not just for this year, but for years to come. Um, both are, I think probably better than, um, Antonio Brown and who knows if Antonio Brown's in football shape, who knows if he's going to be able to get, uh, catch up on that playbook. I know Brady likes them for some reason, but, um, I don't, I don't see him making a huge impact. Um, I th- if you have Evans or, uh, Godwin, I don't think you're too worried about it. Um, but if you're, if you have Scotty Miller on your team, I think Scotty Miller is almost droppable, droppable right now. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, especially with AB coming in and Bruce Arians already said that AB is looking good. I mean, I mean, yeah, but speaking on Mike Evans, you know, he had two, you know, really bad games, but you know, even last week he, he should have had a touchdown, but Tom Brady just completely missed him. Yeah. Um, which would have saved his week. And, and now you got, you know, AB and, um, Godwin both aren't going to aren't going to be playing this week so you know I mean you, you better be looking for Mike Evans to have a really good week this week yeah uh, but even long, long term it, it's tough to say but like I, I think he's going to be fine uh he he could you know like Keenan like you you were saying you know last week he could be touchdown dependent going forward just because with the addition of AB and if AB's you know, somewhat close to old AB, then that's that's going to be a scary offense to see. But you know, we'll see. But oh, will he be? I mean, I don't think he's he. It's he's not going to be obviously, but he could still be very good, especially as the number three there. I uh, I just like I said, I don't I don't think he's going to make too much of an impact for maybe a couple months, maybe a month before he. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I was just saying, I feel like he's going to, I think he's going to make the biggest impact for Tom Brady. Uh, wow. I think, I think all three of these guys are just going to be able to get the, it's going to be very topsy turvy though. It's going to be Evans one week, Godwin one week, Antonio Brown one week. Uh, I have Evan shares in a lot of leagues. I'm going to hope he gets over hundred yards and a touchdown this week and find an owner that I can potentially sell him to. Um, or actually I might hold him and, and just wait it out and see because there's a chance that in the red zone, he could just start getting all of the targets. He's the biggest guy. Uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be real interesting to see. He's going to yeah, take over that Scotty Miller role, especially when Godwin's healthy. And Scotty Miller was getting targets, and he was yeah. producing, especially even for fantasy. So, But I'm saying he's not going to take away from Mike Evans and Godwin. He's, he's just going to take Scotty Miller's targets. I think if you have Evans and Godwin, I think you're – I don't, I don't think you should be worried in trying to make a trade and just trying to get them off your team. Um, I think 
that offense can be very explosive where everyone can get, can touch the ball. And I, and I think that I'm not saying that Brown's not going to be an impact for that Bucks team, but out of those, out of those three, I think he makes the least impact where I, Antonio, you said he makes the most impact. So I guess it's a wait and see. Um, I don't mean statistically wise. I mean, he's going to make the biggest impact for everybody. That's well, okay. That's a different point. Then. Yeah. Sorry. That's, sorry. That's so like the point. second, the second he starts lining up in the slot or he starts lining up on the outside, I don't think teams are going to know like who's their number one cornerback going to cover. You know what yeah. I mean? I think with that, with Godwin and Evans, now they know who they're going to cover because they generally can line up Godwin's in the slot and with a B and you have him and Evans on the outside. I just, I mean, Brady's just going to be able to pick left and right who he wants to throw to. So that's why, sorry, where I meant with that. I still think Evans will be the biggest benefactor from this. And um, I think, I, and I think Godwin's the second one. Yeah, um, I, uh, but I think there's a chance that uh, it's just look at it, guys. You have the best quarterback ever. You have one of the best deep balls in Mike Evans. You have one of the best wide receivers ever in Antonio Brown. Godwin's one of the best slot receivers. Gronk's one of the best tight ends ever. I know there's age gaps, but it's it's really getting salivating, very salivating. So I'm very excited. I to see they that. have a great defense there too now. Oh yeah, like Where a historic run defense right now. That's yeah. why. But that's the thing. That's why I wonder if maybe maybe they'll tend to lean on the defense some more and just start scoring when they need to score instead of just not taking the foot off the pedal. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, One Aaron's thing before we move on, do you think this hurts both uh, Jones and um, Fournette? Where they pass the ball more now. So I think Fournette had what six catches uh, this week. Um, I, I think that's maybe where you will see it affected because instead of uh, Gronkowski or instead of uh, Brady throwing short tall as wide his running backs, maybe they'll use Antonio Brown and Goblin as an extension of the run game, throw a lot more screens, throw a lot more short passes, throw a lot more slants. Um, cause that's already what they've been doing. Chris Godwin wasn't being used like his slot receiver as he was last year, where he was still being targeted 10, 12 yards down the field. It's been more like seven or eight, yeah. uh, like a traditional slot receiver. So yeah, we'll, we'll see more to come with that. None of them, Evans and Godwin haven't been healthy all season. So yeah. Yeah. So that's why it could be Brown in the end. Uh, but all need to be rostered and, uh, Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders did not practice uh, Mixon with a foot. Miles Sanders with his knee. So if you have Boston Scott and Gio Bernard from last week, obviously I would hope you kept them. Uh, sounds like you're going to be play, playing them again. Uh, Chris Carson has a foot injury. We originally had thought from what it sounded like that uh, he wouldn't be playing. So Carlos Hyde and DJ Dallas and Travis Homer would rotate. But now they've upgraded him to a game time decision of, as of Wednesday. So more information should come by the time this is out. What'd you say? The fast healer. Remember he, yeah. had, remember he had that knee injury a couple a couple weeks ago after that Dallas player like twisted yeah. it and they thought the thought worst. he was done. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's fine the next week. Yeah, all of a sudden he's good. And that's the he'll be he's like the Julio Jones of running backs. <laughs> Always injured, it seems. Uh but if he doesn't play, it sounds like Carlos Hyde uh, may miss the game or or be limited with his injury. Are you more of a Travis Homer or a DJ Dallas fan? DJ Dallas rookie out of uh University of Miami. Flip a coin. DJ Dallas. Flip a coin. Here, I'll flip it. <laughs> Ads. DJ Dallas. Yeah, well, if you know you're really desperate in maybe like a 14, 16 team league, I would be leaning on DJ Dallas because he's more of the runner that Pete Carroll's looking for, where Homer's just uh, more of the pass catching back, change of pace guy. So I think there's a chance uh, 
that DJ Dallas, especially against uh, San Francisco, I know the run defense is great, but he could get the workload and any top offense running back. I would love to have uh, Carlos Hyde. Uh, sorry, I already mentioned Carlos Hyde. Austin Hooper had his appendix uh, surgery from two weeks ago, so he's out at least another week. Harrison Bryant, uh, rookie tight end, had two touchdowns uh, last week. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Your next love. He, he's another love. Uh, I liked him a lot during the offseason, so it was nice to see that, see that come to fruition, uh, at least mostly in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, Philip Lindsay did not practice Wednesday from a concussion, so Melvin Gordon – uh, sounds like he could potentially get uh, the full reins. Uh, I, I think you, I think you still have to start him, even though it's not. I mean, he played. He played. He played fine. Yeah, I was gonna say he he played fine. Uh, they're playing against the Chargers, another good run defense. Uh, so, it's, but it's, it's home, it, and it's his former team. He's gonna want to light it up. Yeah, revenge game, revenge game. So if if they do decide to sit uh, Lindsey. That could uh, wind up being nice. He's at least a nice low-end RB2. That'll end our injuries, and uh, I don't know why I said uh, news and notes. That's really all. That was kind of all combined uh, how I wanted to do it. So we're going to go right into our uh, our streams of the week. Hey, oh, before we move on, Antonio, I feel like this is the smallest injury report of the, of the season so far. I feel like we, yeah. had, we had lists before, pages of them. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot, but they were certainly – Pretty big, large impacts. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so streams. Let me uh, let me have Eric get us started with his quarterback stream. Eric, oh, Eric, Eric, Eric. Can I say your name anymore, Eric? Yeah, you can Eric? come on if you'd like, Eric. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my streamer is Jimmy G. Uh, going going against Seattle. Uh, we all know Seattle's defense is awful. Uh, they're I think second worst against opposing quarterbacks right now. And not only that, their offense is playing great. And I think uh, 49ers are going to have to be throwing a lot to keep up with them. So, uh, and not, not only that, he's had, I think, three out of the five weeks, he's had over 20 fantasy points. So he's been having a pretty good year, especially for fantasy. So, yeah, I think you can stream him this week. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that. Um, I got Baker uh, Mayfield this week, uh, guys. Uh, he's playing the Raiders. Or no, yeah, he's playing the Raiders. Yeah, Or no, he's coming off a big game against the Raiders, right? Oh, no, they got the Raiders this week. Oh, they do they have the Raiders. The Bengals. Yeah, they played the Bengals with the, the five touchdowns. I got my notes confused here. But, yeah, he's playing against the Raiders. Um, he's coming off a crazy five-touchdown game against the Bengals. Um, and that came, you know, we talked about Odell's injury. It came without Odell in the lineup pretty much for the whole game because the injury happened really early. I um, mean, he did just fine against that favorable matchup against the Bengals last week. Um, the Raiders do allow a lot of uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Uh, they're the third most. So, I mean, if you want Mayf- if you are stuck at quarterback this week, I think Mayfield's a great play. Yeah, he should definitely stay hot, and I think that game could wind up being another shootout. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shootouts, I have Carson Wentz for Philadelphia. Uh, they're playing the Cowboys. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Perfect. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he's he's hot. Carson Wentz is hot right now. He played Baltimore uh, two weeks ago. Played the Giants, who are, are kind of a sneaky, not not too horrible of a defense. Uh, but he had at least 27 points in both of those. Uh, had 359 yards last week. Cowboys are the worst. They are top 10 worst with quarterbacks 
running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defense for fantasy points. All five categories they are bottom 10 in. That is crazy. So expect Carson Wentz to be thrown all over. Uh, he's also been using his legs a lot with rushing touchdowns in the last few games. Uh, so I think he's in line to, to be a top five quarterback this week. Carson Wentz it is. Uh, and I'm going to start us off with our running backs, actually, as well. So mine is Jarek McKinnon at Seattle. I know it may seem tough uh, after the last couple of weeks of not really getting much action and Shanahan saying uh, they were resting him. Uh, I think, you know, they were probably punishing him for his performance. But Mostert's down. Coleman's not ready to Michael Hasty And uh, Jarek McKinnon are going to be splitting since we said, you know, Jeff Wilson's done. So I, we know Shanahan doesn't use one running back. I think McKinnon's going to be used more in the passing game. Uh, they're playing against Seattle, as I mentioned. It's going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to need to keep throwing the ball. So uh, I think I think he's going to be a nice flex option this week. Yeah, but if you if Coleman's on the waiver wire, pick him up, put him on your in your air oh. slot. I did that in five leagues this past week. Good five. call. Good call. Um, I, I was shocked that he was out there, um, and I think. Once he's healthy, I think he's that's his that's his job with all these injuries. Um, for me, I got Lamar, Lamichael Pirine uh, versus Kansas City. I know you know everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Kansas City, tough matchup," but not really. Uh, he's gonna get a lot of garbage time if you think about it. Um, Kansas City's gonna blow him out probably. They're twenty point favorite this week, um, and someone's gotta. I know it's crazy to, to say this. But, um, I know it's crazy to say this because they only had, I think, what, six yards against the Bills' defense this past week. But, I mean, someone's got someone's got to move the ball. And I think Michael Pirine's probably their best option um, at running back. He did – he just had more snaps than Frank Gore for the second straight week. Um, and he he's received the same amount of carries. Um, so, um, that's that's it with Frank Gore. So, he's he's got more snaps than Frank Gore, and he's got – he had the same amount of carries as Frank Gore last week. So and he got that touchdown. So um, I, I really love Michael Pirine. I know he plays for the Jets and all, but yeah, Pirine's your boy lately. Yeah, I, I picked him up. I you know this it's happened to me in the past where you know a garbage team has you know a young running back come in there and he puts up 12, 13, 14 fantasy points, and that's all you need at a you know flex flex spot. Um, so I, I do I do like him a lot. Beautiful. Yeah. Why don't uh, you let Eric lead us into his wide receiver sticking with the same team? Well, didn't he? Well, I got to do my running back still. So. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> I'll just do both. Um, but we talked about him earlier. I, ha- I I did two here just because it's only if Chris Carson doesn't play uh, DJ Dallas, as we talked about him earlier. I don't got to really say anything much more about him. Um, but my other one that I picked was Rex Bur- Burkhead versus the Bills. Everyone knows the Bills are struggling against the run this year, and um, not only that, I did. Did anybody see if Stidham is starting next week? Or no, it's still Cam's job. Still Cam. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, still, division um, game. Yeah. I think they're gonna try and lean on their run game in this one. Um, try and keep the ball away from Tre'Davious White, and uh, and yes, yeah, so I, I think you can stream. He's a good stream option this week. He Rex Burkett's had some big games against the Bills in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be shocked. He's their kryptonite. Great DFS play. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'll go into my wide receiver now. 
Uh, it's actually the worst team in the league, uh, the Jets' Denzel Mims. Uh, they're going up against the Chiefs this week, and they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. And not only that, but he got seven targets in his debut last week with them. So it only turned into, I think, 48 yards. But if he gets even one or more, one or two more targets, even, and you know, turns that into something more, he could have a, he could have a big game. Yeah, I really like Denzel Mims. I picked him up in a couple of the redrafts. Um, I have him in some dynasties. Uh, I just think he's going to be the guy that's going to get hyper targeted when they get rid of Gase. Him and Darnold will start having a connection if. If Darnold is there soon to be, or you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence, but all things point upwards to me uh, for Denzel Mims, and I have another rookie, uh, T. Higgins. I just put my article out last week. Uh, make sure to check that out at uh, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network uh, if you weren't able to check that out uh, last week. But T. Higgins versus Tennessee. He's continuing his strong run of at least four catches and sixty-two yards in the last four games. So we're seeing improvements every week. His route running is getting better. Uh, his red zone presence, being able to read the defenses, have been getting better. And the chemistry with Burrow that we just keep talking about uh, is just visibly getting better. Uh, Burrow's averaging just under 42 yards per attempt. So obviously that's a heck of a lot. There's plenty to go around for Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green as well. So don't worry too much about him. Uh, I think T. Higgins is a nice wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside and he still leads the team in red zone targets since week three. Yeah, and I, my, mine is uh, T. Higgins' older brother, Rashad Higgins. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. But Rashad Higgins, he's playing the Raiders. Um, this is his opportunity. Uh, my man's been draft was drafted in 2016. Hasn't really had the chance there in, um, in Cleveland. This is his chance with, with the OBJ injury, and um, – I think he'll be pretty busy immediately as their best outside option against that shaky cornerback, cornerbacks there in uh, Las Vegas. Cool. That uh, that'll close our wide receivers. I'll uh, I'll shift us over to our tight ends because I'm going to stick with the same team, and uh, I got Harrison Bryant. We mentioned earlier he's the t- he's their rookie tight end. Uh, as we've said, they are playing the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, they are one of the better end teams for tight ends. They do allow just under 50 yards a game to them, but Cleveland's one of the few teams that concentrate heavily on their tight ends because Baker Mayfield loves them. Uh, 23 of his 65 career touchdowns have gone to tight ends. That's over 33%. And, you know, this kid Harrison Bryant, uh, I like him a lot. Like we said, I liked him in the offseason. Uh, he won the John Mackey Award for the top tight end in the nation, played at Florida Atlantic University, where Lane Kiffin's uh, pro-style offense is. So uh, he had uh, two touchdowns last week on five targets and he showed a lot of yard after catch. He showed uh, some ability to get big and, and obviously Mayfield likes him in the red zone. So I think there's a shot that uh, he scores a touchdown again and gets good amount of yards this week without Hooper. And even when Hooper comes back they're they run two tight ends all the time. That's uh, that's, that's the offense that they, that they do with Stefanski. So uh, he, at least in dynasty leagues, you should be trying to scoop him up sooner than later. I tried, but you took them all, and you took them in every league. <laughs> I do have them, I think, in like eight of my dynasty leagues. Well, I will uh, go next, and I will go with my boy at tight end, Irv Smith Jr. Um, I talked about him all off season, and and he's finally had a good game uh, against. Um, I forgot who they played, but they played Green Bay this week. Um, two weeks ago, they were on the they were on a bye this past week. He had a pretty good game. He had. Uh, 50, 
had 65 yards and I think it was five catches heading into the bye week. I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners forgot about him since he didn't appear on this week's box score. So um, I think you can take a flyer on this kid. Um, I believe he's going to be a good, good focal point of that uh, Vikings passing attack moving forward. And they play Atlanta or they played Atlanta. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a good game. That was yeah, a good game for him. Yeah, but I, I like that one. Um, mine's going to be Mike Jasicki. They're going up against the Rams. Um, he's been having a, a rough year, but I, I think, you know, with the switch to Tua, we've kind of seen in the past rookie quarterbacks kind of lean on their tight ends. You know, I think that could potentially happen here. And, you know, obviously we'll find out, but, you know, they, they could end up having having good connection going forward. So pick him up now. You could, you know, get him cheap. Unless, unless you traded for him and you gave up Michael Gallup, right, right, Antonio? Exactly what happened. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure who might have done that. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna actually talk with Michael Gallup in a second. That ends. Uh, that ends the SS stream boat uh, for the week. So it will be docking again next week. It will enjoy its voyage for another seven days so let's slide over to uh the bench warmers segment oh, that was uh, good. i'm impressed you that all by yourself <laughs> i'm really impressed <laughs> so uh we're, we're gonna slide over to our bench warmers segment uh what that is that's uh players that are maybe on the verge uh every week you sit there and you say hey should i be dropping this guy should i drop this guy because you know you can't start him he's just taking up a spot on your bench but uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of guys right here that we think uh, should keep warming that bench or, you know, get them off the pine. So let's start with Zach Moss, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it seems like he might have some uh, some opportunity this week. But do you think he's somebody that's worth keeping on the on your roster, Keenan? Yeah, he uh, pretty much split carries with uh, Singletary this past week, so um, looks like he's finally healthy. So I'm keeping him on my, on my bench. Okay. Eric, are you gonna are you gonna keep him or are you gonna drop him? Yeah, I think with all the injuries this year, you gotta keep him just because of the potential he has. You know, the lack of the run game there. Yeah, keep him. All right, I think I'm gonna keep him too. Just see how this week uh, performs. Um, if it doesn't go too well and the Bills don't improve too much, and you need to get rid of him, go for it. Uh, Cam Akers, drop or keep? I'm unlike Moss. He's not getting the carries, so um, I'm dropping. It's painful to say drop, but I think I think if you need the roster spot, you can drop him. But if you can if you can waste the extra roster spot, I definitely want to hold him. Exactly, a contender I think is going to have to keep him. If you're not contending, you probably have to drop him. Um, again, I referenced Cam Akers in my article. Uh, I think that another two weeks from now, uh, after they get their buy out of the way is going to be a nice time for him to get it moving. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, we saw him come up with Kansas City. He had six carries. Are you going to keep him? Yeah, I'm keeping him. That's his first game with KC. He, he, I think he's going to get more opportunities. Opportunities to play, though? Like, yeah. you're going to be starting him? And you know he's probably going to be best as a flex, right? Right, is that how we do we agree well, no, on I'm that? On my bench. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm saying best yeah, for a just in case, or, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure CH. Yeah, I don't injured. know. Knock on wood. No, it's not even injury. I, I we'll we'll see if they're able to do what I know. It's a different offense, but what Cleveland does when Hunt and Chubb when he's healthy, uh, they, you know, Chubb, or Hunt gets 
at least 11 touches a game or 10 touches a game and he produces. So we'll see what they do with Bell. All right. Eric, Michael Gallup, drop or keep? Drop. Ooh. Yeah. I think we all have to drop on that one. No catches last week. Ben DiNucci. Dallas in tank mode. Chase Claypool. Really disappointed owners last week. Keenan, are you keeping him on your bench? We get 0.5 points. Something um, like that. Yeah. Someone made a not to not to waste our time, but someone made a a TikTok and he responded to it. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I'm keeping him. He's he's had great games this year. I mean, you can't you can't drop him. I, I'm holding on to him, but I think that's what you're gonna get out of this Pittsburgh offense going forward. Is just there's just gonna flip flop every week for these receivers. One week it's gonna be Juju. One week it's gonna be uh, Johnson. The next week it's gonna be Claypool. I think that's just how it's going to be. Unless you have an injury to one of them, it's not going to be consistent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to keep him too. Um, that's a good point, Eric. He did produce when when uh, Deontay Johnson was out. So that's he was up. Also, though, I think it's when they play better defenses. I mean, last week they didn't have too uh, crazy of a matchup with. Uh, Tennessee, so you saw Juju shine, you saw Deontay shine. So I, I think this week it might revert back to a, a Chase Claypool game. Yeah. Um, so it'll be fun. Uh, Greg Ward. Oh, Keenan. Greg Ward. Hey. I mean, <laughs> where has he been the last few weeks? Um, drop. Uh, I drop, but unless you're in a deeper league, I'd say if you're in a deeper league, you might need to have, have someone like him for a one of your flex options. Yeah, this is probably the last. Still nobody, there's still nobody there yet. I mean, yeah. I mean. Well, this has got to be the last week because next week they're on a bye. Goddard will be back. Uh, Rager just got activated. You'll probably have Jeffrey come back. Um, yeah. and, then, and then, obviously, Fulgham's doing his stuff. So, I think Greg Ward is a drop um, after this week. You got If you need to play him against Dallas, nothing higher than a flex. If you're not playing him, get rid of him. Let someone else pick him up and possibly have that issue. Alexander Madison. If you're not a Delvin Cook owner, Rob. Rob. I agree. Drop him. Naeem Hines. If you're not a JT owner, uh, I just want to thank Naeem Hines for that great week one. So uh, all fantasy owners spent all that all that beautiful fab on him. Um, dropping it, dropping him if I have him though. Um, yeah, I'm a. I I think you got to drop him. Uh, they they are coming off the bye, but uh, I think JT is going to start taking over. I'm hoping JT takes over, uh, but again, it's a it's a thing with all the injuries. You know, if he's like your fourth or fifth running back on your roster, I think you can keep him. But I'm not. You can say that about all these players, though. You can, if it's a deep league, you're keeping them all. So yeah, least... if you got a you got a 14, 16 team league, you got to keep yeah. these. Let's guys. say it's a 10, 10 to 12. Team. 10 to 12, I'd probably be dropping all these. Well, teams. I'm saying you could still you still have four or five running backs on your roster. I would assume, yeah. even if it's right. a 10 team league. Yeah, I'm saying if he's your fifth, well, like okay, good example. Back, would you pick would you... up Jamichael Hasty this week or then drop Alexander Madison? Yeah, yeah, I actually like Hasty a lot. There you go. So what about what about White? Patriots running back. Yeah, I'd play white. Yeah. So. It sounds like you should drop him. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I'm dropping him. Uh, he's he's got – he's coming off a bye. He's only got one game over nine points. He's, yeah, I, I, drop dropped him. Him. I dropped him four weeks ago, Antonio. Yeah, I think we keep talking about him. But 
if you if you keep hearing his name, it's because people still haven't dropped him yet. Got to get rid of him. Yeah. I just uh, me a trade for him last week. I'm like, uh, geez. No, <laughs> uh, Debo Samuel sounds like he's going to be out a couple more weeks again. And let's say you don't have room on an IR spot. Uh, are you going to drop him? If you don't got room on your IR, you could drop him. Yeah, drop him. But you can yeah. pick up someone. You can pick up someone that. That or trading to someone who might have an IR spot, because um, yeah. he's definitely valuable. It's just if you need to win now, you you don't need say Debo Samuel, uh, Mark Ingram. He's been dropped six weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, Golden Tate had right. that touchdown last week. They only had one catch. It was a touchdown. It was, it was only. I think he only <laughs> had two targets. Yeah, he wasn't getting uh, a lot of targets last game. I think Eric answered that that question. That he did. How about John Brown? John Brown's been in and out of the game, uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, the Bills' offense we've seen has been struggling a little bit, which he could be a big reason of. But yeah. you keeping keep John Brown? I'm keeping him. He's probably healthy now. He's missed. Yeah, I'm holding yeah. on to him. I mean, it 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 remains to be seen. You know, that this offense might rely need like literally rely on him for them to be good and yeah. He gets the targets when he's in there, so listen. I'm holding on to him. You know who's a I, – I guess we should have mentioned it, but if he comes back and people – and these defenses keep playing the zone against the at the against the Bills, Beasley might be a, a steal with, with the amount of catches that he's going to be getting if Brown and Diggs are healthy. Yeah, I think Beasley's an amazing flex this week, uh, and he's he's been getting a lot of catches, a lot of targets. He was my so streamer I think last right. week, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was. Yeah, it was a great call. Yeah. Great if call. Six, if he gets six catches for fifty yards, that's eleven points. That's all you need for a flex, and it, for for a, a stream flex. So we should have mentioned that. I guess he should have been one of our streamers, huh? Yeah, I think Eric did have him last week. I'm pretty sure he's right. Um, but uh, yeah, they they do have New England this week. I just want to pull him up real quick. Yeah, he had uh, 112 yards for 11 catches against the Jets. But yeah, every every game, uh, every game but one, he's had at least four catches for forty five yards. So that Whoa. solid floor of eight and a half points. Uh, how how have his uh, last three games been? How many catches each game? Six, four, and eleven. And that's when teams started playing the zone against yeah. the Bills, right? Eleven, fourteen, and twenty two. Yeah. So now they get New England, and I think that uh, yeah, Diggs is going to be seeing Gilmore. So uh, over the middle will definitely be open for Beasley. Good call there. All right, that's uh, that's gonna end our bench warmers segment. Brought to you by Bench Warmers, the movie, the great movie. Yeah, it's exactly where I was going with that. Thank you for catching it. It wasn't as good as your um, your uh, what was it? The ship, the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you want to be impressed, then let's move over to our impressed and stressed. All right. What a oh, great all, segue. I'm on a roll. You are on fire today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but uh, really, let's let's talk about our impressive stress. So, for anyone that doesn't know, that's our start sit. Uh, so, players we're talking about uh, that we feel are going to be impressed with. I wouldn't say start sit, sorry. Players that we're going to be impressed with this week that maybe are going to outperform expectations, uh, and rightfully so with the stress. So, uh, obviously, there's players that are, you know, you're going to have to start. Like my stress last week, one of them was Robert Woods. You can't not start Robert Woods, but two catches, three yards for 30 yards. I mean, obviously, I, like as I was saying, it just don't expect too much. Uh, 
So, Eric, why don't you get us started with your impresses for the week? And my first one is Jonathan Taylor going up against the Lions. Uh, the Lions struggle against the run this year. And as you were saying earlier, you know, we're all expecting Jonathan Taylor to really take over there. And ho- hopefully they give him more carries because, you know, he-, he does good with them. Um, so he could have a big week this week if they rely on him. Um, I need to interrupt you. Uh-huh. And I'm, I need to interrupt you in the rudest way possible because you mentioned the Lions and it just triggered me real quick. So we're going to take a quick tangent, okay? The Atlanta Falcons have lost multiple games this year. I think it was three games where they had 98% probability of winning. 98. That is a 90, they had a 98% chance of winning in three games this year that they wound up losing. It's the curse of their Super Bowl. It's the curse yep. of their Super Bowl. It's it, it has to be still. So listen to what happened this week. We this was crazy with with Detroit. So Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown. It was all momentum. I know people were yelling at him and bagging on him, but he was running the ball like the eight yard line. He got hit, which kind of forced him to go. He tried to avoid it. So they scored a touchdown to go up when they were tied at 16, 22 to 16. Then the kicker misses the extra point. Right? So what does Detroit do? Detroit gets the football back. So they're at the 30. They have less than a minute. They get two long catches, a third catch all the way to the 10-yard line. Then they have to actually score. They had no timeouts, mind you. Then they had to actually score. So they scored. Then there was a flag. So they could push back. Then they scored again. Right? Then they had a flag. They scored twice, and there was flags on both plays. Oh, no, sorry. Repeat myself. They, they, they had a flag. I'm trying to go off memory. They had a flag yeah. af- after the play, which forced the kick to be like a 45-yard field goal. So then they had to hit a 45-yard field goal to win the game 23-22, which they still did. So, like, they literally had to go. He went down in three plays Stafford did. They had to kick three for three, went 45-50 yards, still were able to score a touchdown. The Falcons were just – it was just rough. I'm sorry. I didn't want to go off on it. I had to go off on that tangent for a second because I just feel so bad for them. I don't. They're fans. It's just like I, I know. I know. All right, Eric. I'm sorry. Go to your second impress. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, so it's Travis Fulgham <laughs> going up against the Cowboys. Uh, like we were talking earlier about the Eagles. There's really no one else there, at least for this week. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think um, you know, he's going to have another good week. He's been doing good the past couple of weeks. He's been kind of a surprise this year. Uh, so, yeah, throw him in your lineups. Um, my third one is kind of cheating a little bit, but he's been he's had a few, few bad games this year. That's George Kittle going up against the Seahawks. They're doing pretty good against tight ends this year, but as I said earlier with Jimmy G being my streamer, I think they're going to have to throw a lot to keep up with the, with the Seahawks in this game. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for him to have a real big game. I hope yeah, you're so. You're not wrong, though. Three games with at least five catches or 55 yards or less. Yeah. Um, I know from a tight end that's a great week, but not from a George Kittle. Yeah, but that offense has been also beat up, and Jimmy G missed a couple games. So, Yeah, I think I think this is another how Philadelphia week was where he had 20 or 15 targets. So um, both times he's had double-digit targets this year. He's had over 100, 100 yards, and that's, that's definitely coming. So uh, big impress. Uh, mine is uh, quarterback Derek Carr at Cleveland. He was my stream of the week, and he played well enough that he earned himself an impress of the week. So, uh, he, like I said, he pulled through. Uh, 
Oakland or geez, Las Vegas has been uh, doing well lately against their opponents. Uh, they've been keeping up with games. And I think that uh, with how Cleveland's been doing and they've been in, in shootouts uh, that that's going to happen this week. Uh, so Derek Carr is uh, looking at, I think he's going to get close to 300 yards and two touchdowns, uh, especially after they lost OBJ. Uh, they're going to be trying to find their offense, Cleveland. And I think uh, Derek Carr is going to be able to stomp all over them. So, uh, he's at least 284 yards in uh, th- his last three games. So I think he's going to, with a two touchdowns as well. So he'll do well. Uh, second one, uh, piggybacking. We're all fans of San Francisco here this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, as Keenan was talking about earlier, uh, like we mentioned, they're playing Seattle. Uh, very limited players for the same reasons of Kittle. It's really just going to be Ayuk and Kittle without Debo Samuel. Uh, without a bunch of their running backs and just all of their injuries. So I think Garoppolo has a great chance to throw over 30 times this game, which is going to give Ayuk probably 8 to 10 targets. They use him in the run game. They use him in the pass game. 100 yards, 100 total yards and a touchdown um, is really in the realms for him. So I, I think he has really some sexy flex appeal. My third one, I'm going with Richard Rogers, the Philadelphia Eagles interim tight end. So I, I'm very confident this week that our Richard Rodgers is going to be an impress uh, and probably enough that he could finish his top five tight end. Uh, they're playing the Cowboys. And I said with Carson Wentz, they're playing the Cowboys. It's all you need to know. Um, I've already mentioned their top 10 in uh, almost all categories. And uh, he's just uh, he's just showing what next man up in Philadelphia means. Uh, he had uh, 85 yards leading the team last week and had eight targets. So I think he's going to find the end zone with Carson Wentz this week. You know, that's what I'll mention quick. I might throw, uh, kind of off topic a little bit, but I might throw a DFS, like a tournament play, throw a lineup in for my cheap plays, like uh, Travis Fulgham, Brandon Ayuk, Richard Rogers, um, and then like Rex Burkhead, if you need like a couple cheap plays, and then you get some expensive guys. I feel like that might be a... That'd be really good. Yeah, stack, stack the 49ers and Eagles and then just fill in some gaps. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm actually looking at that. That's a good play. Why don't you tell us your story since we're talking about daily fantasy, uh, fantasy, Eric? How many points were you away from being a millionaire and us be, and, and all three of us so retiring? I actually found out um, there was a stat correction after. So the first place ended up being split three ways. Yeah, I saw that. You were in the same pool because ESPN reported it. The stat correction took away like $2 million from the guy or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that was that was a different one. But, yeah, that guy, oh, some, someone got someone got screwed from that. But, yeah, but yeah I was like – it was um, like eight and a half points away from first place points. To retiring, right? Yeah, to retiring. <laughs> oh, there's always next week. Yep. It's always tomorrow. <laughs> it's always, it's always tomorrow. Oh, today. Today. Tomorrow is today. Sorry, today. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. I guess I'll move on to my uh, impresses. Um, first one I got is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's playing the Jots. Um, he's been really, really consistent as a fantasy player this year. He's had a lot, at least 11 fantasy points in every game this year. He, um, he did it again against the Broncos. Um, um, he he has more scrimmage yards than Derrick Henry this year. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. Yeah, well, he does. And uh, the, yeah, so um, and the Jets have allowed the seventh most fancy points to running backs this season. Um, second is Tyler Boyd. Um, 
He's playing the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Um, he's playing the Titans. They or Tyler Boyd had 13 targets last week. Um, that I mean, that, whenever a player gets that many targets, you gotta you gotta look. You gotta. There's probably some great upside to, to that player. Um, he's been super consistent in the last few weeks. Um, and the Titans have allowed um, the most fancy points to wide receivers the past three weeks. And then Carson Wentz versus Dallas rewind to about 30 minutes when uh, Antonio talked about uh, Carson Wentz and his. Uh, in his um, streams. Yeah, and uh, you'll know why I think Carson Wentz is a impressed this week. And he's playing Dallas. That's all you need to know. All right. I'm going to move us over to our stresses. And it's going to be Julio Jones this week, guys. Uh, they're playing against Carolina. We know we've talked about Carolina's defense, how well they've been doing against the passing game. Uh, they allow the flu. They allow the fewest yards per attempt, uh, which is just six point three uh, yards in the league. And uh, they played Carolina. Atlanta did in Week Five, and Matt Ryan did not do well. He had two hundred twenty-six yards and an interception, no touchdown. Uh, so I think that that that's going to come and, and reflect them uh, the same way. Atlanta hasn't been doing so great. Julio has been battling some injuries. We know. We know how great he is. Um, he didn't wind up playing in that game, but I think this is a better game for Calvin Ridley, and uh, Calvin Ridley is going to have a chance to do well uh, as well as Russell Gage. Second is going to be Devontae Parker at the Rams – or versus the Rams, sorry. Uh, Tua time is coming. They're coming off their bye. They've had some time with the offense. Obviously, Miami feels like it's the right time to make the switch. I just I have no idea right now how that's going to go, so I, I I'm not too happy, especially that he's coming against the Rams to start. So the Rams have been doing well uh, this year uh, for their defense. So I think Devontae Parker is going to struggle. And and when Tua came in, we saw a little connection with Preston. So uh, we'll see how that comes. I'm just I'm more so being cautious than I am ready to just surefire start him. Uh, my third stress is going to be DeAndre Swift. Uh, he is on the up and up, uh, but they are playing at Indianapolis, and Detroit was just able to put up 23 points against Atlanta last week, uh, which was really 16 till the end, as we just discussed. Um, but his role is slowly getting better. He had more snaps again last week, was up to 47%, but Indy's only allowing three and a half yards per carry. Uh, he's only got double digit double-digit carries more than once this year. I think it's another game with single-digit carries, but he'll get some passing work. Uh, I just – I'm hesitant to even put him in my flex this week. But if you have to do it, you have to do it. If you're battle with injuries and he's your running back too, I just – I wouldn't feel too comfortable about it. Don't say that. I, I wish to keep him, but, you know, I mean, I'm definitely starting Boston Scott, starting those Giovanni Bernards. I'm starting Ronald Jones, even though Fournette's been getting some carries. I just – I'm a little uncomfortable this week with Swift, but it's the passing game that that really could make you make or break that week. For sure. Um, for me, uh, my first one's Justin Jackson versus Denver. Uh, Jackson ended up being outsnapped by uh, Joshua Kelly last week. Um, I mean, his injury pl- played a factor in that decision most likely, but at – at best, we could figure a 50-50 split this week with the two backs against um, Denver. Um, but also, Denver has allowed the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, and they have allowed the eight fewest scrimmage yards per game to the position this year. Uh, fun fact on Joshua Kelly, did you see um, 
per touch, he's averaging like less than a point fancy point. Oh, that's not a fun fact. Yeah. So I, uh, I have him in a couple leagues and, um, not looking, it's not looking good. You got to keep him for opportunity. That's for sure. And he's certainly underwhelmed. Um, but I think there's still more good to come. Yeah. Um, my next one is Julian Edelman. Woof. What is going on in New England? Um, when's the last time Julian Edelman got two fantasy points, guys? Um, that's what he got last week. Uh, and he's playing the Bills. I mean, I know the Bills aren't the same defense from the last couple of years, but I, they've still been pretty good against um, against the pass. Um, they covered the wide receivers pretty good. They've given up the six fewest receiving yards per game to uh, wide receivers. So actually, yeah, I, I was looking earlier. They're they're ninth against wide receivers right now. Are they? Uh, still, it's still. It's that's good. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're top ten. Yeah, yeah so. that that off that even even if they weren't that offense is just I don't know, man. I've my last one's Michael Gallup. Um, where's this offense gone too? Um, ever since that that the Dak injury and now Dalton's out, who's playing quarterback? Antonio, you suiting up? I'll play. I'm, <laughs> I got. I sound like Ben Denucci. Yeah, but um. That Cowboys team has a lot of problems, and it's not just at the quarterback position. That offensive line has not – it wasn't wasn't too long ago when we thought they were the best offensive line in football, and they've allowed 20 sacks already this season. Um, and no matter who the quarterback is, this offense is not going to be running at a high level like it did with Dak Prescott under center. So, and even when Dak was under center, it seemed like they struggled for two two-thirds of a game. So – yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we talked about dropping him, so it's it's time. Don't don't be starting him if you have him. Don't start him. Just drop him. Yeah, for sure. And my first guy, you still have to start him, but definitely uh, don't start. <laughs> you you have to start him, but have some caution. It's Miles Gaskin going up against the Rams. With all the running back injuries, you you got to play him. Uh, but this Rams defense has been playing great. They're top 10 against the run right now. And, you know, it's it's going to be rough for, for the Dolphins, you know, especially with it's going to be Tua's first start um, going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's, you know, I know everyone's excited about Tua, but in the end it could be rough. Um, did you know now, that Did you know that Alex Smith and um, Tua are both play, played their first game back from injury against uh, – Against the Rams defense, and who did the Rams oh, have? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Remember what did I say? They had six sacks in that second half. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And the Rams have uh, probably the best defensive uh, lineman in football. So he'll be he'll be running. That's for sure. He's a big boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, my next one is Sterling Shepard going up against the Bucks. Uh, I know Shepard came and had a had a good week last week and is coming back from the injury, but. Uh, you know the Bucks defense is going to be putting pressure on Dan- Daniel Jones, and I-, I don't know. I think this Giants off offense really could just be a mess this game. Um, so I'm not really looking to play anybody there. If you need to p- play Slayton, uh, you can play him, but you're hoping for a long touchdown. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm not too excited. Evan Ingram's like- the only only start there, I think. Yeah, yeah, Ingram. I do like Shepard though. I do like Shepard. Well, 
I mean, it sounds like they're actively shopping Evan Ingram, so that'll be uh, interesting if he gets traded before the deadline. I hope. I hope our Bills go after him, but we'll see. Speaking of tight ends, though, my third one is TJ Hawkinson going up against the Colts. They're number one against the tight ends right now, uh, and their defense is playing pretty good. So, you know, I think think they're going to shut him down and – uh, Stafford is going to have to rely on Kenny Galladay in this one. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm trying to pivot to another option if I have Hawkinson. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, speaking of trade deadlines, you know, those couple rumors that are going out, like Evan Ingram, AJ Greens, you know, hold on to them and, and, and see maybe what, what could happen because you had someone like Bell go from, the Jets of Kansas City, you know, that obviously wasn't the best for fantasy, but it could go the opposite way for for someone like AJ Green or Evan Ingram. So um that because that's uh that's the third next Tuesday. Oh, isn't it election day? Oh wow, we got a lot going on next week. Wow. Of course, of course oh, NFL geez. has to take center stage. <laughs> yeah, so uh next Tuesday will be a lot of fun for everybody. Uh next week. Uh, is when you'll be seeing us after all of that unfolds. Uh, that actually wraps everything up for the episode today, fellas. Is there anything that we want to we want to add in there? Uh, I got nothing. For once, I got nothing. Good. Good. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna that's gonna end it for us. Like I said mate, uh, earlier, guys, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Make sure you're following me at Antonio Donisi FF, Eric at Eric D underscore FF, and Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe there, and you can check out our beautiful voices to our beautiful or not-so-beautiful faces. You got to find out. Got to find out. Uh, yeah, we'll be sending out uh, some articles probably this weekend too on Twitter, so make sure to keep out for that coming into the weekend. Uh, with that being said... Mafia out.